0: Today I want to talk with you, as we begin a new series for the next three weeks, about the main thing that God has called you to do. Now vertically, we all know in our relationship with Jesus Christ, we're called to love the Lord God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the main thing, vertically. But what about horizontally? What is the main thing that God has called you and me to do here on this earth, the main thing for every Christ follower to do? And out of all the things that we can do for Christ, we need to keep this main thing the main thing. We can get so distracted, there's a lot of things we can do for God, but we need to keep this main thing the main thing. What is it? Here it is. Look at it on the screen. Those who follow Christ are to carry the message of the cross of Christ through the marketplace. And I want that to settle in this morning, so I'm going to say it again. Those who follow Christ are the carry the message of the cross of Christ through the marketplace. Write this down. You see, God has called you to make disciples. That is the main thing that Jesus Christ has called you to do and wants you to do. So that means that when you get up and you go each day, wherever you go to work... The main thing that he's called every one of his disciples to do is to go and make more disciples. Now, that's the command that Jesus gave to all of us who say, Jesus, come into my heart, be my Savior, be my Lord. I will follow you. And he says, great, good. That's what I wanted you to do. Now, this is what I want you to do. This is the main thing. Take a look at this. Jesus says, wherever you go, make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to do everything I have commanded you and remember that I am always with you until the end of time. Now, why did Jesus make this the main thing? I mean, we know that, that God so loves every purpose that he wants none to perish. We know that God wants no one to spend eternity in hell separated from him. We know that God wants every person he creates to spend eternity with him in his house. So that is the reason that he made this the main thing. And as the disciples one day sat down to eat with Jesus, Jesus said this, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. There's gonna be a a feast In eternity, there's going to be a feast in heaven. And he said the person that gets to sit down and eat there is going to be really, really blessed. Then Jesus told this story. Hang with me. A man was hosting a big banquet and he invited lots of people. And yet all that he invited, they said that they had other things, more important things that they had to do. They couldn't come. And so the man hosting the banquet gave his employee a job to do. The host said this, take a look. He said, go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in here the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. Go out into the highways and along the hedges and compel them to come in so that my house may be filled. Now listen, a day is coming when God is going to host a big banquet in heaven. He's invited every person on this planet to come. But some will decide they've got more important things to do than to go to God's house for a banquet. Some have already decided they've got more important things to do than to go to his house for a banquet. And yet he's given all of us who follow him a job. We are God's employees. We are God's followers. We are God's servants. He's given us a job. He's the host of the banquet. He's given us a job. He's called us to go out and compel as many as possible to come into his house for his banquet. And so we're to go to every place in town, every place out of town, and invite people into his house. God wants a full house. When you have a Thanksgiving dinner, you want your whole family there? Christmas? Yeah. Same with God. He wants every person he's created to be home in his house, to sit at his banquet table. Folks, that is the main thing that God has called you to do. To go out and invite people to come. To go out and make disciples. That's the main thing God wants you to spend your life doing. Now, we all grow up in our culture, and we've got to decide what we're going to do to make a living. And so we grow up, we go to school, and we we learn to be a doctor, a lawyer, accountant, or or a hamburger flipper at McDonald's. Whatever. We, We learn something to do. And we think that's the main thing. That God created us to do. But what I'm telling you this morning is. There's another main thing. (laughs) That is the main thing. We're called to make disciples. Now you already knew that God called you to go and do that. That's not new news to most of you. you. You know that command. So here's what I really want you to get today. God called you to make disciples. And then write this down. And he has anointed you to do that. He has anointed you. He has put an anointing from his Holy Spirit upon you and in you to go do that. Now, the main reason that we usually don't go out and make disciples, which is the main thing he's called us to do, is because we feel inadequate. What if I begin to say something and they ask me a question and I don't have the answer? And we just get all fretting, fretting. And what are we going to say? What are we going to do? I don't know how to go about this. But what I want you to understand today is this. God has already anointed you with the power of his own living Holy Spirit. When you invited Jesus Christ to come into your life, his Holy Spirit came into your life. And so when you go out to do the job that God has called you to do, His Holy Spirit will empower you and He will give you thoughts beyond your own thoughts. He'll give you words beyond your own words. He'll give you courage beyond your own courage. All that you need to go and do the job, He will give to you. God won't leave you hanging, amen? Amen. When He's calling you to do a job, He will give you what you need to go do that job through His Holy Spirit. And so, His anointing makes all the difference. And so let's take a look at this scripture. This is what I want you to get today. God said to his prophet Elijah, he says, anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel, and anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel, Manola, to succeed you as a prophet. So hang with me. Look at this scripture. Hang with me. I want you to get this. God then, through Elijah, was anointing two different people, Jehu and Elisha. Jehu was being anointed for secular work, government work. He was going to be the next king. Elisha was being anointed for spiritual work, ministry work. He was going to be the next prophet. He was going to take Elijah's place. So get this. The anointing of God is the anointing. The anointing of God is the anointing of God. The same anointing of God that is on a pastor is the same anointing that's on a contractor. Amen? I mean, are you getting this? It's the same anointing that's on a doctor, a dentist, a teacher, a homemaker. The anointing is the anointing. There is no difference. It does not matter if you're a king or if you're a pastor, if you're doing secular work or spiritual work. The anointing is the same. What you do to make a living, the anointing is the same. So, no matter if you have a secular job, no matter what that might be, God's anointing on you is the same. So, here, write this down. Don't ever minimize the anointing that is on you. It is the Spirit of the living God who has anointed you. He's anointed you to enable you to obey the calling. That he's given to you to go and make more disciples. Don't ever take his anointing in a small way. Take it seriously. I take my anointing for my spiritual job serious. Before I ever get up here, man, I am prayed. I'm prayed up. I'm prepared. I've been looking for creative ways to present the message of the cross to all of you. And in the same way, you're to take your anointing for your secular job serious. You need to go to your job prayed up. You need to prepare for your job, to do your job well. But while you're at your job, you need to look for ways to present the message of the cross to people around you. God has put you there. You're not there by an accident. God has put you there. And it is your place Of influence. God wants you to influence those people. This is my place of influence. Your workplace is your place of influence. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Part of his job was to come die on the cross and pay for the sins of the world. And on the day of his crucifixion, his job was his place of influence. So on the day of his crucifixion, with great grace and humility, Jesus did his job. But get this. He didn't go about his job in some secret little place. He did his job in the marketplace. On the day of his crucifixion, he carried his cross through the marketplace, the busiest street in the busiest busiest city in the world at that time, Jerusalem. The anointing of the Father was on him. The anointing of the Father enabled him to do his job. And he did his job where? In the marketplace. His place of influence. Right down the busiest city street. Here's the truth. The message of the cross of Christ is not only to be taken into the remote places of the world by a few missionaries. But also into the business areas and the business places in the cities of our world. Jesus said even to the streets and the alleys, the highways and the hedges. So whatever God has gifted you to do, you need to know that his anointing enhances what you do. His anointing enables you to do it well and his anointing is there for you to not only do a great job at what you do at work, but it is on you to influence the people around you to look at the message of the cross of Jesus Christ because they see it in you because of your model to them. Folks, the cross needs to go through the marketplace. You are called, you are anointed to carry the cross through the marketplace. So let me ask you this morning how many of you are in full time ministry? Not a lot of you. (laughs) Many of you just failed the test. You are called and anointed for full time ministry. You may not have a little pastor card like I've got, like I carry in my wallet, but you are called to full time ministry. In Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7, it kind of gives us an idea that no matter what we're gifted at doing, we're called to full time ministry. The apostles. We're were, uh, were looking for and finally releasing some Christ followers into a food-serving ministry. People were being overlooked in the daily desp- uh, distribution of food. And so people were getting hungry. They were starving. And so the apostles went to seven gifted, get this, businessmen, people who knew how to run restaurants, He went to businessmen, people gifted, knowing how to to run things. And they chose seven men to run the food service of the ministry. Possibly you think that what you do is just something you do. and, And when you do it with God's anointing, you do it in the marketplace. But you need to do it in a way that you're modeling the message of the cross of Jesus Christ. And when you do that, people will see Christ in you. And over time, they will be drawn to the Christ in you. And the way you know they see the Christ in you is when they begin to watch their language around you. Anybody had that happen? They know that there's Christ living in you and that you've changed your life and your lifestyle. So they don't speak around you the same way they used to speak around you. I'll never forget when I was pastoring East Whittier, a lot of Monday mornings, I'd go play the back nine at Anaheim Hills Golf Course, and a lot of times I would go by myself or just with another guy, and, and we'd show up, and we'd be paired up with a couple other guys in a foursome, and you know, you start hitting the golf ball, and, and I like to know who people are, and so I ask them about, you know, who they are and what do they do in life, and we play the whole front nine and we're having a great time, and I've gotten to know about him. Tee off, back nine, his question is, what do you do? Well, the thing that uh, really kind of got him was that the whole front nine, he was swearing up a storm, <laughs> beep, 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 <laughs> every foul word you could say, every time he hit a bad shot, and he wasn't a very good golfer, so he was swearing a lot, <laughs> and so he was swearing up a storm, so he gets to the back nine, what do you do? Well, I'm a pastor, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you know, excuse my English, you know, and all this kind of stuff, and uh, and so people, when they find out that there's Christ in you, they see it, and they, they, they change how they behave around you. And then also, the way that uh, you can know that they see Christ in you is when, when they want you to pray for them. Well, pastor, there's something going on in my life, and I don't know the man upstairs very well, and so would you please talk to that guy upstairs for me, you know? And they ask you to start praying for him. You know that they see Christ in you when they begin to exclude you from their drunken parties that they're planning. <laughs> I'll never forget, I was a senior in high school. I don't know how this happened, but I ended up somehow class president in my senior class. And so we would gather the whole class together, and we would have a party that was coming up. And, we'd, and I had to get it on the calendar and decide where we were going and all this kind of stuff. And going to the lake or whatever we are going to do. And so I had to get it on the calendar, but I was never invited. I never invited to my own senior class party. They knew I wouldn't go, and they knew I didn't want to go, but they knew that there was a Christ, and they'd seen all through my high school years, Christ was in me. And so I didn't get invited to their parties, and I'm really sad about it. No, not really. (laughs) So whatever you do, don't minimize your anointing. It is on you to enable you to obey your calling. People will see Christ in you, so don't keep people Or don't keep Christ from them. They'll see Christ in you. Don't keep Christ from them. Carry the message of the cross into your marketplace. Folks, we've got enough crosses in the church. We need to get the cross into the marketplace. We need to take the cross and the message of Jesus into the marketplace. And when I talk about getting the cross in the marketplace, I'm not talking about the jewelry kind that we we wear around our neck. I'm not talking about a tattoo kind that we might wear. I'm not talking about the wooden kind we have on the stage. I'm not talking about a bumper sticker on our car. Those are all okay. There's nothing wrong with those. But I'm talking about getting the message of the cross through the modeling of the character of Jesus Christ into the community. Where we model what it's like to know Jesus Christ. The Bible says this, the anointing you receive from Christ lives in you. You don't need anyone to teach you something else. Instead, Christ's anointing teaches you about everything. His anointing is true and contains no lie. So live in Christ as he taught you to do. The anointing will teach you everything you need to know. So if you're stranded on some desert island and all you have is the word of God, that would be enough. God would teach you everything you need to know to survive on that desert island. Everything you need to know for life there. You wouldn't need a professor. You wouldn't need anybody else or a pastor to teach you. The Holy Spirit living in you can teach you everything you knew. I think that's cool. Christ's anointing will teach you everything. So if What you do for a secular job is that you hang sheetrock. You're a contractor. Christ's anointing, if you seek him, he'll give you wisdom beyond your own wisdom. He'll give you skills beyond your own skills, and you'll become the best sheetrock hanger in the world. He'll teach you everything. If you sell products, if you roof, if you are a doctor, if you are a parent, his anointing is on you to not only bless you and help you in your secular job, but to help you do so well that God uses you in that secular job to take the message of the cross of Christ to people around you. The anointing of Jesus is for every Christian in every kind of workplace. The anointing of Jesus is not just for pastors, not just for spiritual ministries. You are anointed by the Spirit of Jesus Christ for all things. And he's anointed you for the marketplace In which he wants to use you to carry the message of the cross to the place you work. Folks, don't minimize his anointing on you. And then write this down. And don't minimize the influence that you have. You have greater influence in your workplace than I think you really understand. You have influence. In fact, you have influence that I will never have. You can invite people to church that I'll never have a chance of speaking to. You can invite people to come and they will consider coming because they see the Christ in you. They see something different in your life. And when they come, you can introduce them to some awesome church family members. You can take them out for a great lunch and just spend some time with them. And as you go back to work, you can just continue to model the message of the cross before them. And one day, they will want to have what you have, a relationship with Jesus. And folks, that is something that I can't do. I am not in your workplace. God has called you and anointed you, not me, to carry the message of the cross into your workplace. You see, the truth is this. Most people run from pastors. You notice that? <laughs> Especially on airplanes? Man, I flew back to see my mom in Iowa. You know, you sit down on an airplane and you finally come to the place in the conversation where, what do you do? Well, I'm a pastor of a church in Yorba Linda. And they get really quiet and pretty soon they're really interested in what's outside the window. (laughs) And that kind of ends the conversation. Or especially when a new neighbor moves into our neighborhood and and you help them with some yard work and you do some stuff like that. Well, how long you guys been here? Oh, we've been in our house about 25 years. And Well, wow, how'd you stay in the same place for so long? And what do you do? I'm a pastor of a church in Yorba Linda. Oh, and I don't see him for the next month. (laughs) People run from, from pastors, but people don't run from you. This world is not going to make it to heaven and they're not going to make it to the big banquet in heaven hosted by the Father through the invitation of pastors only. But through the model and the invitation that comes from you. I don't have the influence that you do. If you carry the cross into your marketplace, folks, I guarantee you, God will use your influence to win your culture to Christ. Church, we need to get a greater burden for those who don't yet know Christ. We get so comfortable in our relationship with Christ that we forget about those who are not headed to heaven, who have not experienced His grace and His forgiveness and the hope of eternity in heaven. We need to have greater influence on those in our marketplace The bottom line is this. Take a look at it on the screen. God wants to use you to carry the message of the cross to the marketplace, to your workplace. Whatever God's called you and gifted you to do. So don't minimize his anointing on you or the influence you have. It's greater than you think. And so today, I want to release you to carry your cross into the marketplace. I want to release you as I was released by elders of the Friends Church so many years ago to become a Friends pastor. Today, I want to pray over you and bless you and and release you to go and make disciples under the anointing of the Spirit of God who lives within you. And then I want you to get up each day. I want you to get along with God and stir up the anointing that's already in you And I want you to go to your workplace anointed and focused on your calling. You may be a business owner. You may be a homemaker. You may be a designer or a decorator. You may be a medical practitioner. You may be a teacher or a lawyer, a contractor or a realtor. You might be a corporate division leader. You might be a banker or a financial manager. You could be a fireman or a police officer, a seller of goods or a supporter of goods. And as one who is under the anointing that comes from God's Holy Spirit, I now want to release you to go out and to use the gifts God has given you. To not only be effective at what you do for your secular job in your marketplace, but to be effective at doing the main thing that God has called you to do. The main thing in your marketplace by modeling the character of Jesus Christ in that place to make disciples. Amen? Amen? Folks, it's time to stop complaining about our culture. Churches, Christians, we complain about our culture and the presidential race. Amen? We complain about that stuff all the time. It's time to stop complaining about our culture. It's time, excuse me, to start influencing our culture. As the church of Jesus Christ, it's time to influence our city and invite our city to know our Lord. Amen? Amen. Come on, amen? amen? It's time. Together, we can win our culture to the love and forgiveness and grace that our Savior offers. We can't keep that to ourselves, can we? We've got to tell others about it. You've been called by Christ to do that. You've been anointed by Christ to do that. So let me commission you and release you to get out of this place and go do it. Amen? Let's bow for prayer. I want to pray this prayer over you. And if you're open to this, let your heart receive it. Father, I now release each Christ follower to go carry the message of the cross into their marketplace. You have called them and anointed them to do that spiritual work in their secular workplace. So now today I bless them and I release them in the name of Jesus Christ to use their influence in their marketplace. Use them to invite all possible to your house and to your great banquet to come that is made possible through a relationship with your son, Jesus. Today I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ our Savior that we want to share with the world. In his name I pray, amen.